Welcome to Jefferson Parish Pulse, powered by JEDCO, a podcast designed to showcase the businesses, organizations, and individuals that make up the heartbeat of the Jefferson Parish economy. I'm Kelsey Scram. I feel like sometimes we sit in our own silos too much. We have K through 12 that has great CTE programs, and we have community colleges that have great um, industry-based certification programs. The Workforce Board can pull all that together. We finally can rally all that information at one table and go, okay, how are we gonna do this to make the best impact on our community as a region? That is Lisa Barback, Executive Director of the West Bank Business and Industry Association and Vice Chair of the Jefferson Parish Workforce Development Board. It doesn't work without partners. Um, although we have funding and we have, we have programs, without, without partners, um, nothing happens. If we don't have employers at the table to hire our participants, then what, what have we really done for them? Um, if we don't have training providers to provide them with the skills they need, what have we really done for them? And so I am super excited of the partnerships that are growing uh, d- by the day. And that is Daryl Lewis, the Jefferson Parish one-stop operator. On this week's episode, Daryl and Lisa joined me to talk about the important work being driven by the Workforce Development Board and to highlight the many ways that they are serving both job seekers and employers through their vast array of programs. The Workforce Development Board was designed to improve employment and training efforts in the region, to provide support and resources to job seekers from start to finish, and to work with employers to understand and meet their needs. The work that is being done through the Jefferson Parish Workforce Development Board is vast and readily accessible. As the way people and businesses work has shifted in a post-pandemic world, so has the Workforce Development Board. They are taking an innovative, hands-on approach to connecting people to the right jobs through a variety of resources. They are building their training around the needs of the employers. The Workforce Development Board is nimble, engaged, and focused on creating opportunities in Jefferson Parish. This interview is especially relevant given that the Jefferson Parish American Job Center reopened at the Delgado River City campus just last month, the doors being thrown wide open to welcome job seekers. On the show today, Daryl and Lisa give us a workforce development deep dive, sharing important details about how they serve the community. They shared the value of partnerships and gave us a rundown of what to expect when someone visits the American Job Center. Their passion and their excitement for this work shined through the entire conversation. I found this discussion absolutely illuminating, and I hope you will too. Lisa, Daryl, thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you for having us. We are so excited to have both of you here. This is like extra special. Two people. We don't always have two people on the show, and I am hyped for it. Um, I want to start with some introductions here. Lisa, can you please give us the brief elevator pitch for Jefferson Parish Workforce Development Board? So the Workforce Development Board is actually WIOA funding, which is a federal funded, um, trickles down to the state. The state then gives it to the different regions. So we are part of Region 1, which is Orleans Parish and Jefferson Parish and a couple more parishes thrown in there. Um, And we are to provide training and support services to various groups. Let's put it that way, without um, having the same conversation, Daryl can get into more details. But we do training providing, we help with business owners, what type of employees they're looking for, what's the skill sets that they're requiring, 
um, then work with those training providers or the community colleges to set up programs to do that specific training and put people to work. So Lisa, you are the vice chair for the Jefferson Parish Workforce Development Board, and then you are also the executive director for the West Bank Business and Industry Association. Um, can you talk a little bit about the importance of you, of you, you know, the synergy between these two organizations and why you decided to jump on board with the, the Workforce Development Board? I did get involved with workforce development. It is a personal passion of mine. I am a product of career technical education through Jefferson Parish Schools. And having the businesses in the West Bank business and industry, we are rooted along the Harvey Canal. So that is a lot of jobs that require skills and um, what people will refer to as industry-based certification to get into these jobs. It was a perfect fit for me as the director at WBIA to come into the workforce area and to not only assist in getting those programs up and running, but helping the businesses find a better pool of employees. Good answer. <laughs> and Daryl, I want to switch gears and talk to you a little bit here. Can you please tell us about your role with the Workforce Development Board as the new one-stop operator linking businesses to training providers? Sure thing, Kelsey. So uh, Daryl Lewis, I'm with Closing the Gap Consulting. Uh, Closing the Gap recently was awarded the one-stop operator contract through Jefferson Parish Workforce Development Board. Uh, as the one-stop operator, uh, my, my biggest role is to help uh, improve capacity and services to our, our participants. And the way we do that is through building relationships. And so I work with uh, local employers, training providers, communities, civic and religious groups um, to, do, to either be able to develop uh, participants, employ participants, or have them to refer in or us refer out participants for the various resources throughout the parish. Well, we're excited to have you in that role. Um, I, I want to talk, and we're going to get into the breadth of all of these services that um, are offered, but I want to start with some of the challenges. So what are some of the key challenges that you see facing job seekers and employers in Jefferson Parish currently? It's, it's tough out there. Um, I think the biggest thing is awareness. People do not know the resources that are available to them especially here in Jefferson Parish. Um, and we need to do a better job relaying that information and getting people to understand that this is readily available to them. The other, um, I guess, key challenge is a lot of times people don't know how to find the resources or what they really want to do. So I guess that freezes them in their tracks I would suggest you go to uh, Louisiana Works page, find My Life, My Way. It's a very simple app. It doesn't cost anything. You don't have to register for it. But you can go through a few simple questions and figure out what are those high demand, high pay jobs that are available in our region. And then maybe the next step is to come in and visit and say, I saw that and I'm interested in that, and I wanna see if I'm eligible for some programs for supportive services as well as the training. 
And I'll let Daryl go into more on those things. Well, I think I think right now uh, some of the bigger bigger challenges you have are uh, skills. What skills do do individuals have? Um, and so through through uh, the American Job Center, through the Workforce Development Board, we do focus on employment training. Um, and then to to piggyback off of Lisa, it's it's the connectivity. It's helping employers find this new or unseen workforce that they will have to tap into nowadays. Um, the work the the world of business, the way we've operated pre-pandemic has changed. Um, the expectations of applicants and employees have changed. And so it's it's about identifying, uh, helping employers to identify the new workforce, the new pool of applicants that they can pull from, but then also preparing those applicants uh, to be to be qualified to take on those jobs. And so again, that goes back to my original statements about the partnerships and the importance of working with both the employers and the training providers and those community organizations. Yeah, absolutely. And so you've mentioned a little bit, Lisa, about some of these tools that people might not know about, that they, they should really be utilizing. This is a solution to one of the challenges, for instance, but um, can you dive a little deeper into how your services provide solutions to some of these biggest challenges? Um, you know, we're talking about connectivity and, and, and raising awareness. How, how do you do that? It's tough. It is. And so some of the things we've been doing uh, as far as the awareness pieces, uh, we, we begin uh, hosting informational sessions uh, actually here at the JETCO Conference Center. Uh, we try to do those quarterly. The next uh, sessions will be September 21st, I believe the date is. Uh, two sessions, one at 9 a.m. and one at 1 p.m. Uh, they're the same session, so individuals only have to attend one. And again, we invite uh, local employers, uh, those tr training providers uh, for employment training, and then the community, civic, and religious groups that would like to partner with uh, WIOA, our Jefferson Workforce uh, Development Board, and American Job Center to attend to learn more about our services and programs. As far as our applicants, um, we have programs such as our individual training accounts. And so um, with individual training accounts for eligible uh, participants or residents, they are able to look at a list of what's called eligible training providers. These are training providers that have been certified by Louisiana Workforce Commission and approved for WIOA funding. And so they cover the gambit of employment training from CDLs to uh, medical assistance, um, coding and software development, construction, um, and I'm sure there's a bunch that I'm missing, but it's a it's a wide range of available courses. And if those if our applicants uh, are eligible to attend those courses, um, they can have that they can go tuition free um, through the WIOA funding. Uh, we we do have a cap, but most that cap. Thankfully, has been raised by yes. greatly increased uh, by the Workforce Development Board just recently. And so many of those training providers that uh, we have uh, memorandums and understandings with, their courses fall under that. So they could go tuition free. Uh, one thing to note about that is that if it's, uh, let's say they're going to Delgado Community College, they would still have to complete um, the, the FAFSA form. And if they receive Pell Grants or something like that, those fundings would cover first and then let's say it's ten thousand and Pell Grant covers five, then 
we all could cover the remaining five. So, so that's one area. We have work experience opportunities um, where eligible participants, uh, our youth, 16 to 24 year olds, can be placed within the parish in um, parish government through our program and work for up to six months. Um, and I wanna say uh, the pay is somewhere around $13 an hour um, and, and gain valuable experience. And that's really what it's about. So they may work in the accounting department or the, or the um, uh, uh, they may work for public works or various uh, departments throughout parish government um, to give them exposure uh, where they can get some on, on the job uh, development, uh, mentoring, Soft and, skills. Yeah, the, the, and the things they need to be able to be successful in, in the workplace. And then for some that, that enjoy where they are, they, they go on to apply with the parish and, and, and be hired on. Um, so they, they've just began their career. And let me also include the fact that the, there is funding available for what we call supportive services. So if you need childcare, transportation, uniforms, you know, if you're going into construction, you need some tools. Um, so there are additional funding for those specific things too. So you're never gonna be like, oh great, I got qualified, but I need $500 worth of school supplies to attend the class. Wow. So it's, that's a great plus for the program. Dude, that's incredible. Uh, there, that, that, I mean, the breadth of this is in, in amazing. Yes. <laughs> The, the, uh, the overall um, objective for WIOA is to eliminate barriers that individuals have to employment or employment training opportunities. And so, as Lisa mentioned about our supportive services, if you have an individual who would like to go to school, but they can't get to school, that's a barrier. Or uh, if they are trying to go into a, a work program, but they don't have childcare, that's a barrier. And so we, we do our best uh, utilizing our funding and through our, the policies and processes within the, the legislation to eliminate or minimize as many barriers as we can for our participants. Sure, that makes so much sense. And it, I mean, you must work with a lot of different groups and, and partner organizations to, to eliminate some of those barriers. Like I'm just thinking about mobility, for instance, and you know being able to get to work every day or to get to to facility. And I know that we just had the, we have a Jefferson Parish bus that comes through and drops people off and picks people up at Delgado now, which is very exciting. I mean, it, it's wonderful to see that this is so holistic and that there are so many ways that you are trying to engage and support people who want to get to work and who want to, to um, engage with the workforce and be a part of our workforce here in Jefferson. That's wonderful. I love it. Um, I, I This next question, I think you guys have really touched on it already. I'm going to dive in just in case I've missed anything here. But obviously, Workforce Development Board, the work that you are both doing comes with a long list of services. Um, and I know you've mentioned many of them already. Are there some um, that are probably a little bit lesser known to job seekers? Um, uh, that that you might want to talk about is is there anything that we haven't really highlighted here that you want people to know about your organization? So um, for for the job seeker, we do at Out American Job Center. We can assist you with job searches. We can assist you with resume writing. Um, we provide assessments to uh, for you to kind of identify 
what career you may you may be best suited for um, if you're not sure. But also we work with employers. And so for our employers, we have, uh, our, I would say, our most uh, successful and hopefully uh, the program that we're going to grow the most in this area is our on-the-job training program. And so with on-the-job training, uh, employers are able to uh, partner with the Workforce Development Board, um, identify jobs that they're having issues trying to fill. So there's there's that difficulty to fill. And, and they basically agree that they will hire our participants and train them on the job. So they provide us with a curriculum. Um, those those uh, positions that are filled have to be full-time employees. So they have to work at least 32 hours a week. They have to earn at least $12 an hour. They have to receive whatever benefits and rights that any other full-time employee receives. But as, a, as part of the OJT pro, um, program, the board will reimburse that employee employer up to 50% of that employee's salary for the first 1,080 hours or the first six months, whichever comes first. Um, with the understanding, with the understanding that once that timeline finishes, that employer will retain that employee, barring anything um, that that for cause. Sure, sure. Wow, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. And another thing we do for employers is upskilling. So we can help if you have a level of employees that you want to get to the next level, we can help with that training as well and some financial support um, to, to get them to the next level. Is there anything that you guys don't do? <laughs> we, we, we are definitely doing our best to uh, provide, uh, uh, as you say, holistic uh, and, and also a wide range of, of uh, resources to to the industry within the parish as well as the residents wow that is so awesome and daryl you mentioned the american job center um the american job center just reopened in the delgado river city campus and advanced manufacturing center which is just right down the street from jedco um our neighbors just really very close um can you talk about what prompted that move what what drove the decision to move that facility to delgado I think, I'll yeah, I'll, you can start no, with that. <laughs> well, I think one of the things that, that we were looking at as, as a board and, and um, is being able to more easily refer. Uh, Delgado has been an amazing partner for the board. Uh, they're on our eligible training provider list. They provide a wide array of uh, employment training opportunities at the River Center campus. Um, and so moving into to that, to that facility um, allows us to grow that partnership, but also the referral process between Delgado and the board um, is, is a lot easier. It's a lot, a lot, more, a lot more seamless and there's less of um, a commute from our original building mm-hmm. to this building. Also with the, with the facility being in the Jet, Jetco Park, park um, uh, location and we do receive uh, employer referrals oftentimes from JEDCO and so that kind of closes that loop for us uh, when we're dealing with both employers and applicants. And also as a partner with Delgado if for some reason the individual is not eligible for specific WIOA funding 
I'm hopeful that Delgado has the resources to say, well, you can get into the reboot program or the foster program where there's multiple different avenues for people that want to be trained in a skill set that they are, have those, um, if not at this River City campus, at one of their other campuses. So it does help extremely with the population right here on the West Bank. And this is our comprehensive location. So at all the different avenues, the State Department, as well as the Parish Department, um, the Veterans Section, I'm trying to go through everything. Those are the main ones that are housed with us. And so, as Kelsey, as I mentioned earlier, when we talked about challenges, one of the main challenges being skills, mm -hmm. um, what, how qualified are individuals? And so uh, if that is a huge challenge, then being able to partner with Delgado, be lo being located on their campus, it only makes sense um, because that eliminates the big, one of the biggest hurdles that individuals will have to um, obtaining uh, gainful employment. That's wonderful. And I love the, the the site, JEDCO, our staff was there in full force to kind of check out the new, this new center and celebrate the grand opening. It was very exciting to see all of those partners coming together. Um, and, and I, I want to mention, as, as you both have mentioned, that this was really a joint effort among a wide variety of entities and supporters. Um, can you talk about some of your partners in the project and, and how valuable partnerships are um, for, for the Job Center, but also the Workforce Development Board as a whole? I'm gonna say, first, the full board for Jefferson Workforce is a product of our entire region. It's big businesses, small businesses, academic um, business associations, so it's really a collective voice of all the different issues at hand for workforce relation, any kind of initiatives that have to be going on. Um, secondary school is in there as well. It's, it really is a great combination of all the different aspects that can come together. I feel like sometimes we sit in our own silos too much we have K through 12 that has great CTE programs and we have community colleges that have great um, industry-based certification programs. The workforce board can pull all that together and say, you know what? The Louisiana Economic Development goes out, their office sells Louisiana based on the type of workforce we can provide. The Louisiana Works you know, has the funding and they sit there and collect the data that says these are the high demand, high pay jobs. Well, we finally can rally all that information at one table and go, okay, how are we gonna do this to make the best impact on our community as a region? And then the business partners is Daryl's side. <laughs> So yeah, so one one of the things we I, that I do is work with business, local businesses to identify what needs they have and then be able to identify the interventions or resources that the board can can provide with them. And so we we always encourage all businesses to come to the table. Uh, it can be something as simple as holding a, a, a hiring event for them, um, making sure that our participants, um, present and past or aware of the opportunities that are available and connecting them with employers. Um, community organizations, 
that we work with, uh, they refer participants to us. We, we through with community organizations, and I think it's important to understand that there, there are some limitations to the, what we can do with WEOA funding, but for those things that we can provide, and I know especially for nonprofits, uh, sometimes funding can be tight and they're trying to do great work with limited budgets. And I often tell them, let's identify what you do. Let's identify what we do and the things that we do, let us handle. And then you can utilize that funding to serve more people and, and increase your offerings. And so I think through that, we're able to better better the community as a whole. I want to talk about uh, a typical visit at the American Job Center, because this is something I think, you know, as, as our listeners are mm-hmm. listening, you know, maybe they want to know what to expect. So um, can you talk a little bit about sort of the process that one might go through when they set foot in the American Job Center, which is on the second floor of the Delgado building? <laughs> Bring your patience. Anything that's worthy of your time. (laughs) This is one of those things where it does take some time to go through the steps. You come in, you get greeted by a staff. Um, They will interview or visit with you for a few minutes to see where it is that you think you wanna be and what's reality of how to fit you into that puzzle, right? Um, Then there's an eligibility process and we go through that. There's obviously, the paperwork end of things. Um, but there, there is enough staff at the comprehensive office located on the West Bank that they can get you through that. It just takes time and you need to have the patience to go through it because we want to fit you in a place that you will be successful. So that's the end game, right? We want to give you that hope to be a better person in a better job and to be able to live and work and play in a better space. So I would add to that, um, some things that applicants should should prepare for is because this is a federally funded uh, program, there are certain documentation that you would have to provide for us to deem you eligible. So a copy of your birth certificate, a copy of a, a state ID, um, it can be a driver's license, it can just be some type of government ID, um, a copy of your social security card, and then if you're receiving any type of public assistance, such as SNAP benefits, TANF, SSI, um, a, a copy of that award letter uh, would, would expedite actually your eligibility application. Um, for those that are looking to uh, go into some type of employment training, they will be required to take a TAPE test, test for adult basic education. Um, and please do not stress about the test you all. Uh, the test is simply for us to identify which programs you 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 um, qualify for, and if there are any uh, upskills that need to be done to get you qualified for the ones that you for the the career that you're looking for. Uh, we are currently working to uh, begin utilizing technology a lot more, um, to where you will be able to do applications online, um, where you'll be able to sign documents online, submit documents via email. And so that'll be coming really, really, really soon. So some of the things that we're telling you now may change, um, but for those that are walking in the door prior without doing, excuse me, without doing anything uh, as far as paperwork, that, that would be a typical day. Um, now there's also on the LA Works, uh, which is the Louisiana Workforce Commission's uh, website, there is, if you go into your My Hire account, there is a, a pre-application form 
that individuals can, can submit. We check those daily. And then someone would contact you from our office uh, to find out exactly what you're trying to do. And so you'd be able to bypass some of the initial uh, pieces of someone that's walking in without completing that document. Gotcha. Gotcha. That all sounds really fantastic. And and I love that there are some, some efforts to possibly be able to do some of this online in the future. Um, Daryl, you mentioned WIOA a couple of times. Um, that is the Workforce Innovation Opportunity Act. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what that is, who it helps? I mean, I think you probably have talked about it some already, but just wanted to make sure that for our listeners that they understand what exactly WIOA is. So WIOA, it's the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act, which was passed in 2016. It replaced the Workforce Investment Act. And um, WIOA is, again, it's, it's designed to assist individuals that have some type of uh, barrier to employment or employment training opportunities. And when we talk barriers, we're, think, we're speaking of things like low income, homelessness, um, they've been laid off uh, due to no fault of their own, business closing, uh, COVID. Uh, we're talking about, uh, for our youth, pregnant and parenting, um, subject to the adult or juvenile justice system. So those things that where uh, either you, ha- you, you lack resources or um, you're in a specialized group that oftentimes, unfortunately, are, are um, denied access to, to the workplace. We, uh, we always design to assist those individuals with gaining the skills um, needed to have gainful employment, as well as the opportunities needed to get into the door. And that's where some of our work experience programs work out where uh, we have a program called Transitional Jobs. And so let's say we have someone who is a returning citizen um, and a company may be iffy uh, about hiring someone or even the parish may be iffy about hiring that individual uh, through our Transitional Jobs. We are able to kind of give them a a working test period uh, to show Show their show their worth, show their quality, um, show their dependability and reliability, and hopefully uh, obtain full time employment. Uh, it's wonderful. I mean, it's tremendous work that you are doing. And I had asked Lisa what sort of drew her to this, but um, what made you want to do this kind of work? So I've uh, my whole career has been workforce development um, with a little human resources mixed in. Uh, I started my I started my career working for the state of Louisiana and human resources and then transitioned to workforce development and went through and got my master's in workforce development. And then I actually served as the workforce development board director for East Baton Rouge Parish for, for a couple of years. Um, but throughout my career, I, it's always been about, it's always been about assisting others with obtain, uh, attaining whatever their, their dream is. Like, I want to help you get to the level that you sometimes they don't even see for yourself, but that you're, it, that's possible for you. And so it's a very personal uh, piece for me as well. Um, when, when Closing the Gap uh, started in 2018, um, we were focusing mainly on training and development. And then through my time with the Workforce Development Board and EBR, I realized the, the truly the gap that was there um, between access and, and qualifications and skills and just awareness 
And so when you take all those things in, into consideration, you you can understand why we have so many haves and have nots. Um, and, and what you find is once you minimize or eliminate those barriers, once you make people aware of what's possible and that it's not just an opportunity, but we have the resources to make it real for you, you see a change and you can literally change whole communities, whole families. And so for that, uh, I, I, I feel that I'll always have some part of me that'll be uh, a part of whether it's WEL or other federal state grant workforce development grant funded programs because the impact that it, it has on lives and, and we've, we've done uh, just recently we had our summer youth program and so we had 20 I want to say 23 youth between the age of 16 and 24 who completed they were placed at the parish in various parish uh, offices and they also completed a hospitality industry-based certification and when you saw them walk up and receive their certificates and the smiles on their face and that that sense of accomplishment um there's nothing like it and so if if you ever needed to understand why these programs exist uh come to a graduation ceremony and just and just watch and it, it it'll be i promise you you'll never doubt why we do what we do i love that so it's much helped. yeah it, that's it's wonderful Oh my gosh. Well, it's very clear that you care deeply. And so we're very lucky to have you in the role that you're in and, and serving our community the way that you are. So thank you for that so much. Um, Lisa, switching gears here a little bit, um, you have been an invaluable part of the Workforce Development Board for many years. Um, what are you most excited about moving forward? What, what really gets you going? <laughs> oh, we've had a lot of changes in the past year. Um, I have to say, I'm filling in with for Frances today, and she really has been a backbone in this movement to get us in a better focus on exactly what we do and why we do it. Um, Daryl's description was perfect. I do feel like we've moved from an old method of um, requests for proposals and just this kind of blob mentality and we've finally moved more into the ITAs, which he explained earlier, the individual training accounts. That allows that person to kind of pick what interests them. So we can focus on each individual and, and where they fit in, how to, to make their life better with their own individual talents and us creating that skill set to put them into work. So I'm really excited about just helping each individual as a person and not fitting them into an area. Um, and Daryl, same question for you. What what are you looking, what's what's ahead? What are you excited about? So I think the, the thing that gets me going right now is the interest that is now coming from the, the business community in Jefferson Parish the school system in Jefferson Parish since I've been on board, um, just seeing the the additional partnerships. And then you, I know you've heard me use that, that word a lot, but it doesn't work without partners. Um, although we have funding and we have, we have programs without, without partners, um, nothing happens. If we don't have employers at the table to hire our participants, then 
what what have we really done for them? Um, if we don't have training providers to provide them with the skills they need, what have we really done for them? And so I am super excited of the partnerships that are growing uh, d by the day. Um, one of the things that we're really looking to do, and, and we're seeing some, some traction with it, is identifying not only the training providers, but the corresponding employer and bringing those two entities together to the table to say, hey, we can put X amount of people through this program. Are you willing to give them, employ them at the end? And so creating those type of pipelines, because one of the things I, I think has been very successful in the past with WIOA is I, I call it um, learn to earn, but it's where I can tell a participant upfront, you're interested in this career path and we have these employers that are looking forward. So when you complete this program, whether it's a 30 day program, a six month program, they're waiting to hire you at the end. And I think that can help applicants or participants as they're going through, because life happens and things get hard. And the reason they qualify for the programs is because there are some barriers. And so when you want to encourage them to keep going, if I know at the end of the, at the, end of the day, I have a job waiting for me. That's what can be the the difference between me getting up and fighting through or me giving up and going back to what was comfortable. And so um, I see more and more of that um, happening with the Workforce Development Board. Um, and so I think that's what gets me the most exciting. That is wonderful. I'm um, gonna loop back oh, in yeah, and just reiterate that My Life, My Way app I can't tell you how simple that is. And it shows those businesses that are actively looking to employ people in those positions. And then it also defines that you need these training, this skill set in order to apply for this job. That's where we can come in. That That's an easy first step you can do right now while you're listening to this, pull it up on your phone. Yeah, and we will we will actually include that in the show notes. So I'll I'll make sure if you're if you're listening and you're ready to jump on it right now, we'll include a link in the show notes, um, which I think you can just scroll through whenever you look at you know click on the link. So um, I, I do want to I want to ask this question, but I know you might not be able to answer it. Um, the allocation of laptops. Are you able to talk about that yet, or is that too is it too soon? Well, it's a new. Um, idea. We have jumped in with two feet and laptops and automobiles. This will help the staff go on what I call a road show, uh, especially Jefferson Parish extends all the way to Grand Isle and there is no office down there. So this way staff people can go to Lafitte, Grand Isle, Mattery, the West Bank, wherever they're needed, um, when they are needed, especially under critical <laughs> getting back start up after hurricanes or what have you but that is that's a great opportunity and we're going to try it we are willing it's a new day people do work differently so we are trying to expand on the opportunities that have been made available and so these these laptops and vehicles they've been allocated they've been approved you you this is something yes. that is definitely moving forward yes and I think that shows the innovation of of the workforce development board. And as we as we're moving forward, um, the understanding that we have to meet people where they are, 
and we can no longer be uh, an a, a added barrier to to um, providing services to to our applicants and to our participants. So the the ability to be mobile um, just it 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 increases again here I go with partnerships. It increases our ability to build partnerships with uh, employers, community organizations, residents throughout the entire parish versus those that um, have access to either the airline office or the or the Delgado office. I love this. These are some game game changing initiatives here that you all are coming up with and it really does speak volumes to the care and and the partnerships and and the focus on making sure that we are putting people to work and giving them the best opportunities to to grow and, and thrive in Jefferson. So thank you for that. Um, I, I want to, um, I know we're, we're getting close on time here and I wanna be thoughtful of, of your time. Um, if, if there's one thing that you want people to take away from this podcast episode, one thing that job seekers should know or employers should know, um, what is it? What do, what do you think is most important for people to take away from this? Well, I, I think the, the biggest thing is we exist we're here, we have resources, we wanna help and trust the process. It, it won't always work out one, two, three. Um, there may be some times where we have to make some adjustments, um, but trust the process and don't be afraid to reach out. Uh, once we, once, once we're, you're on our radar, you're on our radar. Right. And so um, don't be afraid to reach out. And, and, and we're, we're here to help. Um, I actually, I'm sorry. I know I will circle back to that question, but how many people do you typically serve annually? Is there a, a general average number? Jefferson Parish used to process the most people. That was pre-COVID days. Um, and since COVID, obviously the offices were shut down for an extended period of time. And I, I have to say that after COVID, I guess COVID shed different light on how the workforce is going to do business now, right? We have a lot of remote workers. We have people that can't go back because of childcare situations. You have a lot of retirement that is happening. Um, but what we are seeing is more people coming in now that we have the physical new office that is available and open. And hopefully, the more awareness that we can bring to the community, the more people will make that first step and come inside and see what's available. Because like Daryl said, once you want our radar, we will try to get you the help. And maybe it won't be WIOA funding. Maybe Delgado will be the connector for something else. But if we can help you with that WIOA funding, it's available and we will, this is, the most active hands-on board <laughs> that I've been involved with, they will find a way to make it work if there is a way. That is incredible and so lovely. I love that sentiment. And Lisa, I did not, I, I kind of undercut that <laughs> question for you oh. there. Like, what's the key takeaway for you? What do you want people to know? What is, what is most important? Know that it exists, that you can trust the group, to um, explore different ways and find where your interests lay that we can get the training provided. Because if there is no training, 
for a specific skill set, for a specific partner, we can create it. That's, that's the good news. We can actually pull together the technical colleges or the high schools and create a training program specifically for your company and say, okay, that's the skill set. I mean, fiber optics technicians is going to be taken off. And that's something that we have to create this new skill set. The ports, um, maritime, that's going to be a whole new skill set. But we're working on it. We're trying to figure it out. As the jobs are high demand, we have to figure out how to find our people to put them to work. That is exciting, too. I just like, I feel so energized just listening to this conversation. This is wonderful. And it's been so illuminating. I, I'm just really excited for people to listen to this and and hear more about all the great work that you're doing. How, am I missing anything? Is there anything you want to add that I haven't asked? Visit the um, the app, My Life, My Way. Get started. Start thinking creatively what is your interest and come see us. Come and visit, if not at the comprehensive location at Delgado River City Campus. There's another office on Airline Highway that's available. Um, Come in, see what we could do. Thank you both so much for being on the show. This was fantastic, really, really great. I'm just so grateful for your time, for the energy that you are putting into this work. It it means the world um, to Jedco, to Jefferson Parish. We are are grateful to have um, partners like you doing this work, um, both behind the scenes and out out in front and center. So thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you for having us. Yes. A big thanks to Lisa and Daryl for taking time out of their busy schedules to be on the show. I've included links to several of the sites they mentioned throughout the conversation, just in case you would like to learn more. Every other Thursday, we release new episodes of the Jefferson Parish Pulse, so we hope you will keep on tuning in. We'll be sharing links to all of our episodes on our social media platforms. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at jedco underscore news, on Facebook at Jefferson Parish Economic Development, and LinkedIn at company backsplash JP Economic Development. You can also visit our website at jedco.org. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating or a review. They help other listeners like you find the show, which helps us share our story with more people, something we always appreciate. We'll be back with our season finale in two weeks. As always, thank you so much for listening.